Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. What is going on? We are back on the podcast, and this is episode 104. Once again, I am rolling solo on this episode. Ash and I have a lot going on. If you haven't been following along with our story, we recently relocated to Pennsylvania, back to my hometown, bought a house, moved all our shit in. We've got a ton of projects on the list for anyone listening. If you're a homeowner, you understand what we're talking about. The list seems endless, and so we are splitting up our our tasks and our duties and hammering this shit out. You got to make it work. You got to get it done. So I am hopping on here solo to talk about an awesome topic, to talk about something that we actually created for you and to outline some of the awesome tips, tricks, and hacks that you're going to find within this program. So let's get into it. Just recently, I believe it's two, three days ago at this point, Ash and I announced that we created the Hacking the Holidays mini course. It is a free mini course, again, free, that teaches you how to successfully navigate the holidays without the stress, the guilt, the remorse, or the anxiety that can be associated with these family get-togethers and all of the treats and sweets that surround these holidays. And really, that five-week span from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's that we all just kind of mark up as a fucking loss and we'll pick it up at the new year, right? We'll pick it up on January 1. So we want to help you understand and have the tools necessary to enjoy this holiday season without feeling all of those negative aspects that we described earlier. So before I dive into all that, I'm going to regress slightly to give you some quick updates on Ballistic and what we've got going on. We are about to release we were calling it the fall line of apparel, but we can call it the winter release of apparel here. Again, that's going to be a long sleeve shirt, which is a tri-blend, a pullover hoodie, and a women's t-shirt. So all of that is going to be announced on our Instagram story here in just a short while. Uh, we've updated the Move program. If you haven't caught this in a previous podcast or on Instagram whatsoever, we've updated the Move program to where it is a full annual cycle, so meaning from let's just say January 1, because we were just talking about that, from January 1 all the way through December 31st. It's an annual training plan that has been mapped out, that's purposeful, progressive, it's structured. It is like the MOVE program on steroids, so we are incredibly excited that we have started rolling that out already, which you may not have known. So if you follow the MOVE programming, we've already implemented this switch, and it's going to continue rolling out here over the course of the next 12 months. Now... (laughs) On another note, returning to 
uh, we'll say coaching, I am going to be returning to in-person coaching. So haven't done that in two years time, which is pretty insane to think about considering I did that full time for almost eight years. But I'm going to go back, dip my feet into the pool and get in front of some people at Dubois CrossFit here in Dubois and see what that affiliate's all about, see what that community's all about, hopefully bring some value to that community and also learn from that community of folks. So super excited to get back into the in-person scene and again, not going full out, not going full time, but just getting in there and enjoying that setting, that community, because that's where it all started for me. So that's awesome. Okay. Now I think that's all the updates I've got for you in terms of ballistic life updates. I just told you, we've got a lot of shit going on. We bought a house. We're building the gym in the garage. Uh, we don't have Wi-Fi yet. So we are commuting to my parents' house every day, which by the way is only six minutes and then working there off their Wi-Fi, and then coming home at night. So we've got all kinds of stuff going on. It's a little hectic. It's a little chaotic, but we're making it work. Okay. That is officially all the announcements that I had to regress to so that we can now get into hacking the holidays and how to handle the holidays. So I already mentioned it's that time of year. It's the time of the year where you say, I'll start after the new year, where you walk into the holiday party and all you do is load your plate with the sweets and treats at the event. Uh, and before you know it, you miss something in the next room. So you go over there and grab that delicious thing. And then you go to the next room and you grab that delicious thing. And then you have a few drinks. And then that cycle just continues in that it's a snowball effect through Thanksgiving into Christmas into the new year. So the question becomes, what is the best way to navigate those scenarios? Is there a way? Does it have to be that way? And of course, it doesn't have to be that way. So let's get into how you can make these holidays more enjoyable and guilt-free, stress-free, and rid yourself of all of that anxiety and potential remorse. So first and foremost, you're not alone. You are not alone. Nearly everybody struggles with this time of the year when it relates to fitness, nutrition, and mindset. And why is that? It's because it's socially accepted to just throw in the towel and eat like shit and drink everything in sight and finish out the year just going ham as opposed to continuing on with your fitness, your nutrition, staying regimented, staying disciplined. It's also what's portrayed in the media and online. All you see are the delicious sugar cookies, the turkey and mashed potatoes, the pumpkin pie, the apple pie, the ham if you're that kind of person. I always say that because I'm not a really big ham fan. Now, my grandmother makes ham for Christmas, so that's a little bit awkward because I have to eat some, but I'm more of a turkey guy. Anyway, and the last reason that this happens this time of the year is it's easy. It's what everyone's doing. It's what's in front of you. It's what's accessible. It's what's accepted, as I already mentioned. So those are the reasons why this time of the year seems to be such a struggle for the majority of folks. So how can you more successfully navigate these scenarios? We're going to break this down into before, during, and after the event. So prior to the event, prior to the family get-together, prior to Christmas Eve parties, prior to New Year's celebrations, first thing you need to do is you need to change your perspective. What I mean by that is you need to start focusing on the things outside of the food and the drink that make those situations and those gatherings meaningful. 
Start focusing on the relationships. Start focusing on the memories that you're creating. When you put your focus on those things and you prioritize those things, the food, the drink, all of the sweets and treats, all of that becomes secondary. It's just there. It doesn't make the event, and it doesn't mean you can't partake in those things, but it's not the cornerstone of that get-together. It's not the cornerstone of that holiday. The second thing is leading into the event. You need to hydrate. You need to drink more water. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make sure that you're more satiated, meaning you're more satisfied throughout the day. And it's just going to put you in a better place leading into the event. The third thing that we'd recommend is that you move. You get out there and you move your body. I'm not talking just fitness. I'm not talking structured exercise. But just get outside. Go for a hike. Go for a bike. Go walking. I don't care what it is. Find some kind of mode of activity that you enjoy and get outside and do that leading into this event. And as a side note, a tangent, we are not saying to do that in order to burn off, quote unquote, calories that you're going to be consuming later. No, that's not the point. The point is to continue and maintain the habits and behaviors that you had leading into these events because you were likely living a la an active lifestyle and likely engaging in exercise. And there's no reason that that should shift just because the holidays are coming around the corner. The next thing is you need to prioritize your meals leading into the event. Notice I said prioritize the meals, not eliminate them. We're not saving all our calories for that event. Rather, we're going to center our meals during the day, or if your event is during the day, beforehand, around protein and vegetables. Now, I'm not saying to cut out all the starchy carbohydrates, but eat primarily protein and vegetables leading into these events, and you're going to be more full, you're going to be more satisfied, and then you're, in, as a result, I should say, going to have or likely have additional calories at which you would typically consume left over leading into the event. And again, I want to be clear. We're not saying to save calories. We are just saying to prioritize protein and vegetables, and that will in turn likely produce additional calories that you're able to consume at the event or, you know, what would make up the difference. Now, the next thing is to create a game plan for the event. So here's what we mean by that. Anytime you go to one of these holiday functions, you're going to walk in and likely there's going to be a smorgasbord of shit in front of you. There's going to be cookies and desserts and pies. And then there's going to be like the, the heavy food, the meat and potatoes of it, right? The, the turkeys and the hams and anything else that they may have prepared for that event and all of the sides that go with it. And if you just dive right into it when you get there, you may not know or may not have a gauge on how much you're consuming. So you need to come up with some kind of plan leading into it. Maybe your plan is to only take one plate of food, to only get one helping. Maybe your plan is to prioritize protein and load up on that and then get a smaller portion of the starchy carbohydrate that might be there like mashed potatoes or, or stuffing or something like that, as well as one smaller serving of the dessert. Maybe your plan is to not drink alcohol at the event. You can come up with any plan that suits you, but you need to have a game plan going into it or else it's easy for these things to snowball and get out of control. Now, another thing that you can do 
prior to these holiday get-togethers is utilize what we call the podium of treats. Now, I think this is a concept that I came up with a few years ago. I likely stole it, aka borrowed it from someone on the interweb. But what you do is you prioritize your top three desserts or foods that you enjoy the most around these particular holidays. So let's use Thanksgiving, for example. I'll use my top three. Number one, pumpkin pie. Fuck yeah. I will eat a whole pumpkin pie if you put it in front of me. In fact, I ask my mom to make an extra one every year because I am obsessed with pumpkin pie. So pumpkin pie would be number one. Number two, we call it baked corn. I don't know what the actual real name is, so don't send me a DM asking me what baked corn is. I don't really know. I know it has some cream corn in it. I know it has some corn meal in it or meal, however you say that. And then I know it has some real corn. So basically all the types of corn, plus I would guess a heck of a lot of butter and some other ingredients mashed all together, mixed all up. It is amazing. So that's number two. Number three at Thanksgiving, I have to actually think about this. I would say the dinner rolls or making a sandwich out of the dinner roll. You know what I'm talking about, where you put the turkey slice on there, then you put some mashed potatoes, then I put some baked corn on there, then you dip it in the gravy. We'll call that three. I got to eat one half of one of those sandwiches, like just from a dinner roll. So we'll, we'll call that three. Those three things are all I'm going to consume at Thanksgiving. If there are additional desserts there, aside from pumpkin pie, no go. If there is additional protein sources there, aside from like the turkey that I'm going to put on that sandwich, maybe I partake in that, but likely not because I'm prioritizing the sandwich. If there are other sides outside of the baked corn that aren't necessarily the most nutritious, I'm not going to partake in those either. So I just select my top three. That's what I'm going to indulge in. That's what I'm going to enjoy. And I'm going to consume those things only. Now, anything else that's nutritious and is a quote-unquote smart choice, sure, load that shit up on your plate. Load the veggies up. Load the lean proteins up. But the stuff that you know isn't the most nutritious, the stuff that tends to be a little more calorically dense, you got to pick three that go on the podium, and that's what you're going to stick with. Lastly, prior to the event, one of the easiest things you can do to take control of the situation is to offer to bring a side dish. And then from there, you're in control. You can create a side dish that is more nutritious, that has made that may be lighter uh, in the caloric punch that it delivers, that you probably enjoy already and eat all the time, that you can bring. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, other people at the party, other people at the gathering like that shit. They actually enjoy what you bring. Ashley and I do this all the time with a dish that we have that is sweet potatoes, red onion, bacon, and Brussels sprouts all mixed up and basically grilled together, and it fucking kills every time we bring it. People love it, and it's way more nutritious than a lot of the other sides that are going to be at those get-togethers. So that is a laundry list of shit you can do prior to the event. Changing your perspective, hydrating, moving, uh, preparing your meals or prioritizing your meals and focusing on protein and veggie intake creating a game plan for the event, utilizing that podium of treats technique and bringing the side dish. So if you need to pause it here, go back, rewind, listen to those things again, write some shit down, take some notes and then come back and we'll get into during the event. So 
during the event, what can you do to successfully navigate and leave there feeling accomplished and fulfilled rather than remorseful, guilty, and full of regret, regret and anxiety? Number one, don't deprive yourself. Don't go into the event trying to be that guy or gal who won't eat the bite of mashed potatoes because there's carbs in it, who won't enjoy a slice of pumpkin pie if that's what you like because it's quote-unquote bad for you. Don't deprive yourself of these things because what happens when you deprive yourself is that it leads to or it tends to lead to, I should say, overconsumption, overeating, overindulging. Because as soon as you do break down, because we all only have so much willpower, it is fucking game over. You're going to crush the whole pumpkin pie. You're going to eat the whole bowl of mashed potatoes. You're going to consume everything in sight. So do not deprive yourself. We just talked about all those strategies in the previous section here about how to indulge in the things that you enjoy without overdoing it so you can utilize those. Second thing, walk through the entire event. Or walk through the entire house. Check out all the rooms or check out all the sections at whatever venue you're at and get a lay of the land. If all you do is walk into this get-together, into this party, and you just go for the first thing you see, here's what's going to happen. You're going to walk in. You're going to see, let's say, buffalo chicken dip because who doesn't freaking love buffalo chicken dip? You're going to walk in. You're going to be like, hell yeah, give me some of that with some Tostitos. You're going to start eating. All of a sudden, you're going to see somebody walk by with a plate of something that looks really freaking good. You're going to say, yo, bro, where did you get that? Or, hey, where did you get that? And they're going to say, hey, what's in the living room? You're going to walk into the living room. There's going to be another smorgasbord of delicious, delicious shit laying there. You're going to load that on your plate. Then before you know it, as you're scarfing down that food, someone is going to walk by with a piece of cheesecake. And you're going to think, Oh, shit. Cheesecake is my favorite. I got to have some of that. Do you see where I'm going? It's going to lead to overconsumption because you're not going to know what all is there. So you can't prioritize what you want to indulge in most. So get a lay of the land. Number three, build a balanced plate. So regardless of what three things are on your podium of treats, regardless of what your game plan is move going into the event, one thing that you can do is just build a balanced plate around everything else that you've uh, strategized for for that event. Put the protein on there. Put the vegetables on there. Put a little bit of starchy carbs. Put the sweet that you want to indulge in and create a balanced plate versus walking in, loading all the buff chick dip on one plate, scarfing that down. The next thing you know, you're like, oh, shit, I need some I need some actual protein with this. And, oh, look at that mashed potatoes. I need some of that. And then all we're doing is eating essentially all of these different macronutrients on separate plates. And when you start getting into, like, the fat-carb combos, like cheese and crackers, for example, that's a really common one, it's impossible to stop. You will not stop. So build a balanced plate that's going to provide fullness. It's going to make sure that you're satisfied after your meal. That's what you need. Next thing, use a smaller plate. Sounds really stupid, but it's super effective. If the plate that you're putting your food onto is smaller, you can't get as much onto it. You are not going to stack the food up and look like that guy or gal, especially if it's not a family function. 
you're going to moderately fill the plate so that you can look like a respectful human being and adult and not a 16-year-old who hasn't eaten in 17 hours. You are going to put less on your plate if it's a smaller plate. Lastly, take breaks. Slow it down. Put on the brakes and breathe. I used to always do this shit before Ashley and I got were ever dating or got married or any of that. My mom has told me since I was probably five years old, seven years old, that I eat too fast. And when I started dating, I remember she told me, Derek, when you go out with these girls, you need to slow down. You need to set your fork down, take a drink of water, you know, just like set the utensils down and breathe and talk to her. Well, I literally had to consciously think about that shit because I love eating. I love eating fast. I always say that I don't want there to not be food in my mouth because I'm enjoying it so much. That's why I eat fast. So (laughs) you need to take that same advice that my mom gave me and slow down. Put your utensils down between bites. Take sips of water between bites. Have a conversation as you're eating that requires you to not be shoveling food in your mouth the whole time. Utilize whatever technique you need to to slow it down because as you're eating, your fullness, that satiety is going to continue creeping up on you and it will hit you before you're actually finished with your meal if you're going at a very slow, consistent pace versus shoveling it all down, then getting another plate, shoveling that down, and then getting hit with that holy shit food coma, I need to get horizontal ASAP feeling. All right, so that is during the event. Again, pause it here, go back, re-listen if you need to, but those are the things that you can do. You can make sure that you don't deprive yourself, get a lay of the land by walking through the whole event, build a balanced plate, use a smaller plate, and take breaks. Okay, home stretch. What can we do after the event to successfully navigate the holiday season? First, and this is very specific to whether or not you hosted the event but if you were the host easiest thing you can do is ask attendees ask others ask your family to take the leftovers home if you don't have all those leftovers in the house you're not going to be tempted to consume them every time you open the fridge and you know what i'm talking about because you know that the day after thanksgiving You wake up, you're like, wow, I ate way too much shit yesterday. Then you open the fridge, and what do you know? There is a bowl of mashed potatoes. There is some leftover turkey. There's leftover gravy. You make yourself up a little plate, and you're like, oh, shit. Well, I only get to do this once a year. And then when you go to put all that shit back in the fridge, you find the pumpkin pie in the back. You take a slice of that, and you literally just had another Thanksgiving meal. So, again, Ask someone to take the leftovers. That way you can hop right back into your routine eating real nutritious foods that are going to put you in a place to get back on track towards achieving your goal. Now, number two, you can put the food away immediately. Very similar to what I just described the next morning. How many times have you been at a party or an event and everything's starting to die down. You've had plenty to eat and drink. You're just kind of hanging out. Maybe it's at a family for, uh, family member's house or a friend's house. So you start watching TV or just playing cards. And then you go out in the kitchen to gra- grab a drink of water or maybe another beer. And you see that the cheese bowl is still out. So you dip some bread in there and take a bite. Then you notice that there's still 
some meatballs left, and a meatball sandwich seems really good. So you make yourself one of those. When it's in front of you, it's on the top of your mind, and you're way more likely to indulge in it once again, even though you're not hungry, and you definitely didn't need that additional food. So put the food away. Number three, get outside and play a game. Or I should say get outside or play a game. You don't need to sit there and just be in that food coma because we all know that happens on Thanksgiving. You eat way too much, unbuckle your belt one notch, you lay down on the couch to watch the freaking lions and the the cowboys because for some reason America thinks we need to watch those two freaking teams duke it out every year, which they both suck, so no one wants to do that. Go outside, play football with your family. Uh, get a deck of cards out, play a game of cards, do something to get your mind active and get your, or even get your body active as opposed to just sitting there and potentially getting up to go get additional food because you're quote unquote bored. I don't know why I just put that in quotes, but you know what I'm saying. All right. Last two. Remember that it's a holiday, not a hollow week. Let me say that again. It's a holiday, not a hollow week. This is what I mentioned all the way back at the beginning of this recording. Too many of you get to Thanksgiving, blow the door off the hinges, eating way too much, going way overboard. Then the next few days, you're just like, well, fuck it. I mean, Christmas is almost here. I'll, I'll take care of this after Christmas. Then Christmas hits. You've eaten about 27 dozen sugar cookies and you're like, well, fuck it. New Year's is right around the corner. May as well make a resolution. Then you get to New Year's. You wake up hungover on New Year's Day. And you think, shit, I guess I'm going to have to wait till Monday. That is setting you up for failure. That is a disastrous plan. That takes what should be three individual holidays and groups them into a five to six week span of overindulging, not moving enough, not engaging in a healthy lifestyle. And that is why so many people struggle with this portion of the year. So enjoy the holiday, indulge in these things, create the memories, do all of the things. Then the next day, you're back to your normal routine. That is how you are successful during these holiday events. Then lastly, you need to ignore the fucking media. When I say media, I mean influencers, the television, uh, blogs and articles, all of that shit. Turn off your notifications, mute those people, don't read the headlines because here's what happens. You wake up on the day after Thanksgiving or the day after Christmas and you read the headlines, what do they say? It's always shit about how to burn off the calories that you consumed at the event. Or if you're talking Instagram, Facebook, it's always a fucking image of some stick figure doing burpees or running on the treadmill and then beside it it says for one croissant you need to run a half a mile to burn it off or for one slice of pumpkin pie you need to do 75 burpees what the fuck is that number one no one knows how many calories 
or let me phrase it this way. No one knows how many burpees it takes to expend the amount of calories that you consumed in a slice of pumpkin pie. Number one, how big was the slice? Was it a normal size slice? Was it half of the fucking sheet? Was it just a few bites? So that's the first problem. Number two, in order to know how many calories you're actually expending during exercise, you have to be hooked up in a bomb calorimeter, which is literally a container like that crazy shit you see on you. If you watch that on Netflix, that like they put all the, the people they kill in that like soundproof box. It's that except you're hooked up to actual physiological instruments that measure your oxygen output, your temp, your body temperature, the energy that you're expending, the the emissions that you're putting out. All of that stuff is taken into account. And then they can calculate what you're actually expending. That is not happening from fucking Energizer Ellen's quick Google search and calculation to create that little image. So don't listen to the media. Don't worry about how many burpees it takes to burn off that slice of pumpkin pie. Don't worry about how many calories you consumed by eating the turkey and gravy. That's part of the experience. That's part of the memory. And if you're utilizing all of the techniques and strategies we just discussed, you're not going to give a shit if you ate those things because you were in control. You managed what you were consuming. You feel successful because you had a plan and executed on it. So that is how you are successful. That is how you hack the holiday season. Hopefully, you're able to take something out of all of that shit I just threw your way. Again, I know this was a solo episode, so hopefully you like me just as much as you like Ash, or else maybe you didn't even make it through this whole thing. I hope you did. But if you enjoy what you heard, head over to Instagram and screenshot this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Screenshot it. You can write on there what your biggest takeaway was and share that shit on your story so we can see that you heard us that we were able to help you on your health and fitness journey in some way, shape, or form. As always, we appreciate you so much for being here, and I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support, and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear in this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either Ballistic.Performance or Ballistic Performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at TrainBallistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.